0: A fantasy that has unconsciously replaced fact and memory. A confabulation may be based partly on fact or be a complete construction of the imagination. Welcome to Phase 3 of Rumors and Confabulation. So welcome back, everybody. Hey, hey, hey! Isaac is talking. Uh, John. Hello. There he is. <laughs> Grady. Hi guys,
1: it's me, Grady. Uh, I thought you were like sitting up for the microphone, yeah. like you're posing for a yeah. camera, and I'm like. <laughs> I was trying to debate if I should do the John bit again, where I pretend, I pretend to be you sometimes. I, I didn't know if I should,
0: I should continue. You would have confused me, me too much.
1: It's me, John, again. Yeah. You, you would you? have confused me yeah. too much. So, yeah, People do right get there. us confused often. They say, aren't you John from Rumors? And in fact, I say, no, I'm not. No, you're like, no, I'm a foot too tall and 100 pounds too skinny. So, <laughs> uh,
0: I'm going to start off. Let's just slide right in. And I want to start off by asking you guys, rough on top. Have you guys ever had an interaction of any kind with UFOs or um, intergalaxy invaders, (laughs) or just aliens? Mm. Any interactions at all? No, I got. It's got to be a no for me. Okay, I do. So that that was quick. (laughs) (laughs) what happened with me is um, I've got a couple actually. If you want, if you want, the The balloon balloon doesn't count as a. The balloon man UFO. definitely counts as UFO. He's unidentified. <laughs> I don't know who talking, he is. Yeah, The balloon, the balloon man that flies yeah, yeah. across the hills yeah. of Kentucky. He uh, counts.
1: Well, to be honest, I did see the balloon boy,
0: so yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, so my interactions, once I had uh, happened in Berea, Kentucky, Madison County, Berea, Kentucky, um, I was in my bedroom at the time. It faced out into a field and john you saw it Mm -hmm. it's face out into a field and there's a barn down in the field and anyways there's trees you can't really see anything else just field barn trees and at one point time it's about nine ten o'clock something like that and i i'm sitting there in bed and i look up and i see a light come up over the treetops and it kind of goes like in a diagonal kind of way and then it just goes across the sky and then another light follows it the exact same pattern and then another light and another light there's about ten lights They all followed the exact same power. They kind of came up from the tree line mm-hmm. and then went across the horizon. And then they all kind of just faded once they came over to the other tree line. And kind of my peripheral, I couldn't see them. But they all just kind of faded mm-hmm. at a, once they reached about the same point. Mm-hmm. I saw this. Brother saw it. Mom saw it. Dad saw it. Wow. From your window? From my window. Okay. Um, we all saw the exact same thing.
1: Did you, did you like say, hey guys, come over here. And yeah, I was like, this.
0: check this out. Check it out. Well, it's mainly I was a teenager too, by the way. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was just look, just yeah. putting that out there. Because yeah. the
1: mountains aren't visible from that window. No, because that's the flat side of the mm-hmm. yard, and then. Yep. Yeah, because um, the other side's facing mm-hmm. the pinnacles. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, anybody not familiar with Kentucky? Yeah, I know the Army nice. Depot is not in that direction either. So no. Mm-hmm. That was my first. Thought. My I first thought, I was, like, thought was looking 2000 at 2000 the Army Depot. What year is this? two thousand eight. Depo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah Dude, I used What's to do a, like a lot of light shows up on the mountain. <laughs> and- <laughs> it was just the crazy this <laughs> whole
0: time. Saying, wow, rockets. I've seen
1: aliens Man. and it's just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, crazy. It's, it's like yeah, thirteen-year-old Grady like having a rave on a mountain. Yeah.
0: Just, <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's not mountainside. Oh, damn. And
1: so I've never. But he could be on the mountain behind, <laughs> behind just, from where you're looking, and it's shooting <laughs> on the top of the house, and you're just seeing like him shooting <laughs> flare guns,
0: yeah. and you're seeing the flares. True. Uh, true. Uh, but again, I didn't do that a lot. Okay. I never got an explanation for what happened. Right. My other experience, fast forward to 2020, start of, of uh, COVID, start of okay. the pandemic. Yeah. So I'm in Boyle County at this time. Boyle County is in the skies about 9 or 10 o'clock, about the same time frame. And this happened more than one night. I would see lights in the sky that I had never seen. Mm. Be- the, it is on a flight pattern. Like there's Mm. planes that fly over that house all the time, all the time, all the time, constantly. But I, but so I'm used to, I know what planes look like Mm. flying over that house. What I saw was unidentified Mm. and it happened several times. One time I saw 11 different, 11 different lights that went across the sky and they kind of were like waving around in the sky. Kind of like they were in a kind of odd little, like it didn't look like a uniform pattern like the last ones I seen. And then they all disappeared at about the same place once they reached about the same place too. But so those ones would like come in clusters. It would be like three and then one wagon behind and then another one comes in behind and then two come in together. And a lot of that was about the same time that Starlink was a thing. Yeah. You know, the Starlink thing. I mean it's still it was wasn't a thing, strange. but I mean but when it came <coughs> it was in the news. Yeah. Um, so
1: what time of year was both of these happening, like season wise?
0: I'm not sure about the one when I was a teenager. I can't recall. But when the 2021 was, um, April. Okay. So there's leaves on
1: the trees. Yes. Okay. It was
0: April. And then probably, uh, I probably saw it again in maybe like June. Okay. Like April to, yeah. To like, so like spring to early summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I had no idea. And that happened several times out there. I, I have no idea. Cause I, I like, I had nothing better to do. I just sit and watch this guy. Cause it's, it's you ran like, out of TV shows. Kind of guy. Yeah. Am. Okay. You know, I was contemplating life in 2020. Yeah, everybody know. was. Yeah. So, I, so I had a lot of time, is what I'm saying. And, uh, yeah, don't know what that was. Uh, you know, I got my UFO stuff out of the way, so we're going to talk about UFOs. And, um, well, let's just get into the case. On January 7th, 1948. 48, okay. okay. Take yourselves back to 1948. I know we were all alive. Wow, the Just like yesterday... <laughs> National Guard captain Thomas F Mantell blacked out while flying a P51 or possibly F51 Mustang fighter plane due to a lack of oxygen after reaching high altitudes. His plane went de- went into a downward spiral and fell to the ground. Mantell was found dead near Franklin, Kentucky, amidst the wreckage of his aircraft. So sounds like a ordinary military accident. Tragic, yes, but, you know, ordinary, you know, it happens. That is until you hear why he was reaching for the stars. Thomas Mantell was chasing a UFO. Strap in, boys. We have a doozy of an alien case from right here in the bluegrass. We are doing a two-part series on the Mantell UFO incident. You guys with me? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's start off with who Thomas Mantell was. Thomas Francis Mantell Jr. was born on June 30th, 1922 in Simpson County, Kentucky. But he lived the majority of his life in Louisville, Kentucky. And there's not a lot, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot, not a lot known about his early life and stuff like that. And it's really not very pertinent. He lived a pretty average suburban life, let's just say. Uh, He graduated from Mayo High School in Louisville. Thomas, or Tommy, as friends knew him. So if you guys want to refer to him as Tommy. Tommy, Yeah. yeah. That's easier. Mm -hmm. Joined the United States Army Air Corps on June 16th, 1942. You know, he's joining the big war. He's he's getting into it. He's getting into it. Yes, sir. He finished flight school on his birthday in 1943. So he's jumping in in 1943. Again, not a lot's known about his life, but it is known that he was married to a woman named Peggy, and they had two children together: a Thomas Mantell III, and Terrell Mantell. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ah, pretty oh, cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Terrell, yeah. <laughs> so Mantell served in serious combat situations, and this is important. Mm-hmm. I want to establish. Mantel served in very serious combat situations during the course of his career in World War II. Mantel was a Sky Train pilot in the 440th Troop Carrier Group, which airdropped to the 101st Airborne Division on June 6, 1944, in Normandy during the D-Day landings. So he was in
1: Band of Brothers. He was a brother. He's He's on the daggone Band of Brothers TV show. That's what that tells me right there. I mean, this is serious. And that, well, that's also back in the day when you're flying those slow ass planes, dropping people off, and it's like literally just like, it's upward lead rain coming at your aircraft as you're going. So it's not like, oh, I'm just flying, flying. and and soon as I drop cargo, I'm fine. It's like,
0: oh "Oh, shit. You're a huge target. Yeah. Because, I mean, they knew. There's a lot of men up in that thing. Yeah. If we knock that out of the sky, then we just got rid of all those guys in one go. So he is a huge target. Uh, Tommy was also involved in Operation Market Garden, which was an Allied invasion into Netherlands. And the purpose of this uh, operation was to create a wedge into the northern German lines for future Allied attacks. Mission, I don't know if you guys... Middle, Middle of Honor Frontline, I think, does a bunch of Market and Garden stuff. That's what I'm immediately thinking. Okay, I never played the Medal of Honor. It's an old, like, there's no Xbox. Actually, I think I played it, like, once at a friend's house. Yeah. When I was a teenager. So, yeah. It was the Call of Duty before Call of Duty. Yeah. 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 You're you're with it, dude. Yeah, I'm with it. You're
1: one of the cool kids. Uh,
0: (laughs) Hey, there, fellow kids.
1: I've no Medal of Honor. Is that (laughs) what you guys are playing (laughs) nowadays?
0: Do that to a 15 year old. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So the mission uh, was somewhat of a success, but the Allies did not gain the ground they were hoping for, and took quite the hit in the process. Either way, our boy Mantell, whose army nickname was Shiny. Shiny, Shiny, okay, Shiny, for his quote constant, well scrubbed look. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I just. Hey, y'all, Mary. I gotta go fly this plane. Here
1: yeah, give me some Dapper Dan real quick. Hey, Dapper I'm Dan. a Dapper Dan man. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: want no fuff. <laughs> Shiny piloted a C forty seven Skytrain called, and this is a great name, Vultures' Delight. Nice. <laughs> that is a nice. great name. Oh, that's, just, what just, I,
1: that's what I called my first girlfriend, too. <laughs> 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 hey! Br- <laughs> <laughs> got
0: it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he flew the vulture's <laughs> delight on September 18, 1944, over the Netherlands and through the thick of the action. At the end of the day, Tommy was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross for carrying out his mission despite... His aircraft being so damaged that it was deemed unable to fly after he landed it, the man was a hero, mm-hmm. and he he really did just complete his mission. Yeah, he was uh, had some he, well, he was flying something, you know, transferring something, and he got there. Yeah, <laughs> I think at that point it's, it's not even it's like oh I'm going to finish my job. It's work. I just want to land and I want to live. It's like I don't
1: give a fuck <laughs> about the mission. So I'm going to figure this out.
0: And he did. <laughs> so, again, I just want to stress, these are the things, this is the guy we're dealing it, with. Shiny's right? reputable, is what you're saying. He's Sh- yeah.
1: a reputable man, well-respected in the community. He had a sharp appearance. He wasn't so some piece of trash slob flying them daggone <laughs> airplanes up in the air. Exactly. And he was a real man, too, because he wasn't afraid to take a hit.
0: Exactly. A man. And he a, did it. He's a real good. man. Good. He's a good old country boy. <laughs> he... he Shiny would have fit into, like, the Amish would have accepted him. He Mm -hmm. was so clean cut. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that was was a callback to (laughs) Yes. So, all in all, Shiny lived up to his name by being awarded the Pilot Badge, Air Medal, American Campaign Medal, Distinguished Unit Citation, World War II Victory Medal, and European African Middle Eastern Campaign Medal through his illustrious military career. So he's this is to... a pretty short military <laughs>
1: career, but he's, you know. He's okay. well, I mean, you got it all done at once. You didn't have to oh, do 40 yeah. years. Of... Oh, yeah. You just went <laughs> ahead and it. Go, go. Back when there were actual wars and it wasn't just a bunch of proxy bullshit like now. Well, Back when that's... men died like real men. <laughs> we everybody fought each other at the
0: same time? No, no. it's no, no, we, went, we went to
1: war for actual reasons, not just right, because no. we want to keep our military right, yeah. industrial yeah. complex going. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're
0: saving a lot of lives here in this war. Dang yeah, on, Nance Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay okay Uncle Grady yeah so, come
1: on down here So my stocks
0: <laughs> so after the war Tommy Mantell came home to Louisville, you know obviously a hero but continued serving you know he did continue his military service by serving the in the newly formed Kentucky Air National Guard hmm. so I mean you know He's not having to do much now. He's joined the National Guard Air. He's just flying missions to kind of like test things out uh, you know, just. But still,
1: it's the start of the Cold War, so you're actually doing. Now that is that true. Point.
0: That is a good point. That mm-hmm. is a good point. But this was formed in 1947, so he's not getting involved in Korea. Let's just say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: you know, he's retired in that sense. He's not going to for, through active combat anymore. But there's still like you're talking that. Like- they created the Air Force, and then were like,
1: we got to make a bunch of technology for this. There's a bunch of shit that's... It's like it's basically like learning to fly something new every six months, probably. Which he did,
0: because he was assigned in the 165th Fighter Squadron flying an F1, F-51 Mustang. Some sources say he flew a P-51 Mustang. I've always heard P-51. So there's a difference. There are two different things. The F is Fighter 51. The P is Pursuit. So the P okay. flies a little faster than the F. That's basically the main difference. So Tommy wasn't used to flying these, but he kind of proved his worth. He's a 25-year-old captain. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. He's, again, loaded with medals. He flew through the D-Day landings and through Operation Market Garden. The guy doesn't really have to prove himself anymore. He can. He knows how to fly. So whatever he needs to fly. Just a cool comparison. I'm 25.
1: And I'm a well-decorated uh, podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even say decorated, <laughs> yeah. <but> yeah. <laughs> I'm a. De- 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 this is the difference between
0: the people of the olden days. Shiny <laughs> and then Grady. It's like, I mean, who's to say which generation is best? Yeah, I'm
1: not. Would he know how to make a TikTok? Probably not. Yeah, I don't that think old, he would. stupid guy. You know, sure, he could fly a plane, but I mean. But,
0: uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> 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 So all um, again, some reports P fifty one, some reports F fifty one. We'll get into why that distinction is important later on. I'm n- I'm, my head's already spinning in that thing now that you told me pursuit and fighting. It makes yeah. more sense now. So on January seventh, nineteen forty eight, once again, mm. Tommy Mantell was called to lead a ferry mission. Essentially, he was getting four Mustangs from Georgia to Louisville. It's kind of all it was was just a transfer. They were just... so. Mm-hmm. That's so all Just even it. if, like, fly one, drive back to Louisville, fly one, drive yeah. back to the level. That's basically mm-hmm. what he said. He had three other guys with them. They were all... war. All four of them were World War II vets. They were huh. all young. But they were all... They had all been... that had, had served well in World yeah. War II. Upon getting back into Kentucky, Mantell received a message from Godman Tower at Fort Knox. You know, mm-hmm. Fort Knox. Fort Knox. It's Fort Knox. Right. It needs no introduction. There's golden in there <laughs> bunkers <laughs> So the message from Godman Tower Was to Asking Mantell If he could look into an object That was flying through the state And I mean the state And see if they could properly identify it One pilot named Robert Hendricks That was flying along with Mantell Needed fuel so he went on to base Went on to Wolfel, But Shiny led the other two A.W. Clements and B. A. Hammond on to see what could be made of the UFO. <sighs> now let's back up a second and discuss <laughs> the UFO in question. Well, planes can't back up, so you can have to loop back around. Let's back up the podcast narration for a second. <laughs> <laughs> At 1.15 p.m., Godman Tower received a phone call from KSP, Kentucky State Police asking them if they had seen or heard anything about an unusual aircraft traveling through Kentucky as they had been getting several calls about such a craft outside of Maysville, Kentucky. Now, Maysville is out northeast Kentucky, near the Ohio border. It's closer to Cincinnati than it is
1: yeah. yeah, It's yes. on the
0: other side of Cincinnati. It's on the other side of Cincinnati, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, they're getting calls from Maysville. Now, Fort Knox is down by the Tennessee border. Mm-hmm. So, you're talking... Catty corner of the state, you know. Right. But mm, central Kentucky is in between, let's <laughs> just say. Decent bit of di- distance. But a decent bit of distance. The origins of the craft actually seem to be in Ohio, um, but reports are a bit shaky on that. So I don't want to say for sure. There's a lot of uncertainty there. You, you just don't want to, like, dog on Ohio
1: and just from being not being able to say what a UFO is. The, yes. <coughs> <laughs> and so we grow, all grew up going, damn, Buckeyes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a real hatred for Ohio.
0: Never really understood. I mean, now, maybe, but now that I'm older, but you know, it's like back in the day, you're like, why do we hate these people? Cause there's cause the jer- whole thing of Kentucky. What is it that Kentucky stays afloat because Tennessee sucks and Ohio blows? Yeah, Ooh. never heard of that, but I love I'm it. <laughs> I have that tattooed across my heart. Yeah. <laughs> And not your
1: chest, your heart. No, my heart. It's on the beating part of my body. <laughs> Had open. Uh, Grady was the first person to have an open heart surgery Grady. just for a tattoo. <laughs> and it was henna too, so it's gone by now. Yeah, yeah. It, it was one of those stickers you got <laughs> from the... You put you it know, on there. <laughs> got it from the
0: 25 cent machine. A little scratch and Back scratch it was 25 cent, now it's 25 bucks. In this economy. In
1: this next economy. <laughs> Nancy <laughs> Pollard. <Paula.
0: Thank laughs> keep bringing her up. Thank you. I did see... Uh, the guy driving a truck today with a Calvin peeing on Pelosi. <laughs> he also yeah. had a Calvin peeing on Joe Biden. You know, just their names, yeah. though. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, that's kind of fun. It would be not, a little bit
1: morbid if it was like their dead bodies or something. I was hoping
0: it would, I mean, at least get a funny character. Right, you yeah. know?
1: Well, at least we have one meme that like stays through the decades. Is just Calvin peeing on something. It's going to be like yeah, that for years cool. to come. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> And he pee on everything too. And he will whatever, whatever you do. do yeah, right, he's
0: he's, he's on it. Etsy all over. Yeah, Calvin
1: don't it. discriminate. He'll pee, hey, He'll pee, pee on, on anybody. anybody. I'm not rid. And Calvin don't give a fuck.
0: He's got a lot of he's got a lot of urine in him. You know what I'm saying, dog? So back to the UFO. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the flight service in Kentucky was baffled by this object because there were no flights supposed to be in the area. Throughout the whole state, there's no flights supposed to be going on. Things got even stranger when KSP called again, saying that this thing was now being seen in Owensboro, mm. Kentucky, which is flat out on the complete other yes. side <laughs> of Kentucky. It is they're both along the Ohio River. I will say that Maysville and yeah. uh, Owensboro, but the complete—I mean—that you traverse the whole state.
1: Yes, like east to west, that's a long difference. Or and we're still talking late forties right now. Yeah, 1948. So, this is like literally, or not physical communication, but there's nothing digital. It's like radio traffic control had to, like... Right. This was back in the days. They still had giant concrete arrows on the ground to help pilots figure
0: out where they're going
1: across the country. Yeah, they have...
0: (laughs) The control towers are using binoculars. Yes. (laughs) I mean, they're using binoculars. Yeah. So, KSP, and now they're seeing it in Owensboro, and these reports claim that the craft was, quote circular, running about two hundred and fifty to three hundred feet in diameter, hmm. and was moving westward at a pretty good clip. Hmm. That's a direct quote. Finally, at one forty five, so thirty minutes from the calls from Maysville to Owensboro Jesus. complete other sides of the state. Thirty minutes. Godman Tower finally saw something strange in the sky for themselves. In official reports later on, the tower operator says that he saw something actually minutes before he finally said something and he was hesitant to say anything because he didn't want to be the guy who made a quote flying saucer report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so finally it got to the point where somebody else was like, isn't that something? And he went, Oh, it is. <laughs> he said flying saucer report in
1: 1948. Yeah. I tell you That's what, something.
0: Roswell <laughs> happened in uh, the Roswell, you know, uh, you know, the very famous Roswell incident happened in 1947, July of 1947. But it didn't hit the papers as hard as it did till mm-hmm. much later. Yes, yes. Uh, and I'll get into that more so on part two. But okay. Project Sign was 1947. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and Project Sign was a UFO research from the Air Force. Again, I'll get more into that in part two of this. And also we have to say
1: newly created Air Force for primates all of this. And like yeah. They're they're just getting their shit together.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean the National Guard here for Kentucky, the Air Force National Guard, was just formed. The Thomas yeah. Mantel joined it at its beginning. The ink is still drying on all the paperwork. Yes. Definitely. By two thirty, the object was being tracked and discussions were being held on what to do. And that is when they saw Shiny with his gang approaching mm-hmm. through the skies. Mantel. The boys are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> you Guess who just got back today, shiny and his boys are gonna fly a plane. Yeah, I mean, dude.
1: They gonna fly. They go. they gon fly a plane. <laughs> Get you a fold, it's going be real cool. Yeah,
0: okay, I'm done. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> so, they gave Mantel who is the flight leader of this group? Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. want to put that out there. Yeah, yep, Mantell yep. is the flight leader. Okay. Yeah, The other guys are all decorated World War II. Mm-hmm. But well, he's so command. He, he is command. command. So they gave him a southerly course, and the pursuit mm-hmm. was officially on. It's on. So at 2.45. Now, again, it started at 1.15. Everything. Mm-hmm. All this. At 2.45 now, Mantell called the tower and said, Quote, I see something above and ahead of me, and I'm still climbing. Mm. At this point, the trio were already up to 10,000 feet, with wingman Hammond apparently in complete confusion, as he was quoted saying, At first, I thought we were lost. Then we started climbing, and I... (laughs) The paper really adds to it. And I assumed we were looking for Louisville. So he's a, he's a clueless. He's he um <laughs> what happened to his voice? To what are they doing? I don't <laughs> what know. Are they doing? I don't know what happened to him. And <laughs> oh, woke... his buddies? What are they what are they So I'm going to get into them uh-huh. a little bit more here, but Hammond specifically he made the claim that he did not have a working radio. Mm-hmm. And was not in communication with Mantell or the tower. He wasn't sure what was happening. He was relying on hand signals. Okay, um, this is just showing they're flying at a clip, having to fly in like they're close enough to see. And you're yeah, talking uh, like so that's just they're trying to stay in formation. And Clemens and Hammond are both now at this point of time saying that Mantell was so far ahead of them that they were losing track of Mantell. Yeah. And I'm going to get more Mm -hmm. deeper and deeper into that claim, but for right now, the Tower responded to Mantell by asking for a description, and in a truly bizarre twist, no one claims to remember exactly how Tommy answered. Think you'd remember that? Some reports would state that Shiny called back saying, quote, I've sighted the thing. It looks metallic, and it's tremendous in size. Now, it's starting to climb. Other reports completely omitted that statement, but every report, now the one thing that everybody agreed on is that Tommy's next statement was, it's above me, and I'm gaining on it. I'm going to 20,000 feet. Okay, that's what I was getting ready to ask about altitude. And altitude plays a huge part in this. Okay. I'll not speak until you say what you John, to I am relying on you for some of this, because okay. I was very lost in some of this reading, and if you're trying to read UFO reports that also get into scientific reports, mm-hmm. because you know some of these UFO guys are pseudoscientists, mm-hmm. it gets tricky fast. Number salad, yeah. Uh, yeah. The other two men, now, they claimed again, that they lost sight of their flight leader and they... Hammond claims that he reached 22,000 feet, and at 22,000 feet, he's feeling dizzy. Mm. He claims that he started to see double, and that he flew up next to Clements, again at 22,000 feet, and motioned to him a circular motion over his head that he was getting dizzy. So then Clements motioned for him, and they both turned around. Mm -hmm. This is all claimed. Okay? (laughs) Okay. For one, again, I said, um, and I'll get more into this later on as well, but again, I said that Hammond did not have a radio. Another key fact here is that the official reports say that none of them had oxygen because the ferry mission was only supposed to take them up to 5,000 feet. So yes. they didn't need oxygen supply. That's another huge part to play in this. So, this is the reason why Hammond and Clements decided to turn back around, because they needed the oxygen. Clements actually wanted to go back down, get oxygen, and then go back mm. and try to find the object. Well, I mean, at that point, you're just like, fuck, if it went from <coughs> Maysville to Owensboro in 30 minutes... Uh, yes, but this is Clements' plan. Right. The crew were desperately trying to reach Shiny, to no avail. How did he
1: get so far ahead of them?
0: It's is that where the P and the... I was getting the, ready to whatever, say that might be the... P and the... What is so the F? F, yeah. P yeah. and F. And um, some... Of, again, with that, some of the reports mm-hmm. say that he was flying a P-51, mm-hmm. and then the other reports say that he's flying an F-51. Right. The P-51 makes much more sense for how he's maneuvering it, for how fast he's saying that he... The fact that he's saying that yeah. he's gaining on the object... Uh, the official report actually yeah. says that he was flying an F 51, though. Okay. That's the official military report is that he's flying an F 51 Mustang. We're checking out okay. these planes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before they turned back, Clements did say that he saw a bright, shining object that looked like a star <laughs> in the distance. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were trying to get after. So, another differing report. And this report says that the reason that the wingmen decide to level off and then uh, go back to base is because Mantell radioed them and requested for them to hot gun. Hot gun meaning for them to get some guns on their plane and get mm. back up there while he's continuing to pursue the object. There's no official report saying that Mantell ever actually did this. So I'm going to say that this did not happen, mm. but that was one thing that kind of got out there later on. So, but I just wanted to bring that up, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that actually happened because I couldn't find any other... I mean, they could barely even (laughs) confirm what he radioed, so it's... Well, and that's a big thing with this, is there's a lot of... It's all hearsay. Yeah. And the hearsay differs. And the reports differ. Well, it's also...
1: There's not... record. There's, yeah. it, at the best, there's very primitive record. We don't have smartphones. Earbuds. Nobody's there's no black, black boxes. Box a thing Wait, what? Yeah. They didn't have iPhones up <laughs> there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but they didn't. They, they, did, they, they didn't even have like the '60s thing of like the black box where it was the needle bouncing on the wax or whatever. <laughs> <Right>. Like <laughs> this is back in the day. Like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, Mantell was no longer in contact with the tower, and Clements had refueled. Gotten the oxygen and you know, was going to up and back up into the sky to search the air again. He did not see the UFO or his flight leader. Everything had gone completely dead silent hmm. from about three ten or about th- maybe about three o'clock till three fifty. No signs of the object, no signs of Mantell for I about mean, fifty minutes. Not even derailing, but like this just come across my head. This is in the middle of fucking
1: afternoon, like in the daylight. Mm-hmm. Every time you every time you think about this stuff, you're thinking in the dark. You're chasing a light. Hmm. Middle of the day.
0: Middle of the day.
1: Trying to chase something, if, and it doesn't have like trying to see something in
0: like right. clear sky, right? Like, and I'm glad you brought that up because we're not talking an exactly clear sky. We're talking a partly cloudy day, but there's a haze in the sky. But even then, there's a light, right. and you're just kind of like the haze almost makes it easier because if you can see
1: something different from the clouds, you know it's it, does and in it the doesn't. Air. If it's, if it's clear, you're like, there could just be something on my glass, on on my windshield. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <true. laughs> Fucking ch- chasing a bug splat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm right on
1: it, boys. <laughs> oh, that's, you, you use the Windex before you get out. <laughs> shut up. I'm on the alien. We ain't got time for cleaning the windows. <laughs> I think you should.
0: <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm empty. I'm empty. I'm reloading. Really he <laughs>
1: accidentally hits his windshield wipers <laughs> Boys I made a great mistake You're not going to believe this but, uh, no, I but,
0: think it's under <laughs> me it's, it's not visible anymore Oh man <laughs> so, so at some point of time After 245 But before 330 mm-hmm. Six year old William Hamilton of mm-hmm. Lucas, <laughs> Kentucky okay southeast of Coffin Tower <laughs> near Glasgow, Kentucky I've been to many gas stations in Glasgow mm. <laughs> put that out there mm. witnessed a mustang chasing a bright object that was quote as bright as an arc welder seen in the distance okay. As a six-year-old Greg, do you know there's what an arc welder was?
1: Yes. We're talking about a 1940s six-year-old.
0: Well, an arc welder,
1: which is just a welding. A 1940s
0: six-year-old is basically a 35-year-old. Exactly. <laughs> 20- I mean, he's sitting
1: there smoking a foam off. He, seriously, he's like two generations from helping his daddy clean out chimneys, you know, pretty much, at two years old.
0: Like, come here, little boy. Here, let me he, stick you down there. He's already welded at least yeah, two planes. With no himself. welding. No, but welding that off. also does show you how bright the light was, cause it's like. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Hamilton then saw the plane make an ascent before leveling off and heading west, southwest, hmm. exactly, toward Nashville, which is also towards Fort Knox. This child has a very good grasp of geography. William Hamilton's an impressive kid. Fast forward to Franklin, William Kentucky. Hamilton is an alien. On out Indigo Children, he's
1: he's he, he he's ascended from the aircraft to say uh, well, I'm going
0: to go ahead and kid. say William Hamilton doesn't come back up in the story. Yeah, exactly, that's exactly what <laughs> Yeah. Arlington he's knew, a one did. quote He's a one He said, kid. "Hey,
1: uh, by the way, I uh, saw it fly that way and uh, <laughs> the men in black just had a child go down and like do a report.
0: Once, <laughs> once they leave, he's like a blob just falls yeah. out of a coat. <laughs> 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 just
1: Scrolls down into a drink. <laughs> Quick flush the child. So fast. He's the ocean's problem now.
0: <laughs> fast forward to Franklin, Kentucky. Just north of Nashville, right along the Tennessee-Kentucky border. It is like the last Kentucky town before you get into Tennessee on I-65. This is 3.30 p.m. Anna, Margaret Mays, and Glenn Mays saw an airplane mid-dive toward the ground. They state that they saw the plane rip apart at about 2,000 feet in the sky, although a loud sound was reported throughout Franklin the maze neither of them recalled any odd sounds they also though were in hot pursuit themselves they were like let's go check it out and they were going <laughs> they were trying to get to the wreckage and they actually did find part of the plane themselves. nice so
1: it's kind of impressive with the road structure of the 40s cuz this is before the interstate
0: and going like that <laughs> <laughs> just off-roading one of those model ts <laughs> just take it off <laughs> so Mrs. Phillips, a rural Franklin resident, reported a plane crashing 150 feet from her home at 3:30 p.m. Damn. Pieces of the plane were scattered to the winds with some parts never being recovered. And that's true, some parts of his plane were never recovered. At the you Ill-
1: find them. Hang them up in your wall. Okay. It's new like a new road trip. It's a cool road trip. trip. It <laughs> road trip it's like them old, like the things they show like out in the middle of the jungles of Cambodia and stuff like the planes that are crashed in the <laughs> yeah, jungle, yeah. but you just go out in the middle of the woods of Kentucky and there's just some plane hanging by the vines. It's part, part of a plane. It's the wings. Some little boy. What was his name?
0: William Hamilton.
1: <laughs> hey, William Hamilton. What you doing?
0: I've been waiting for you boys. Like, I heard your <laughs> he's, podcast. Like, he's there. Yeah. I'm still six Which years old. Which one are you? Old. Are you
1: John or are you John? <laughs>
0: Nobody
1: knows anymore. Me and John just slowly become the same person. Anyways. <laughs> that th- I don't was- go on any road trips Grady goes <laughs> <and> he plays Elizabeth <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I have John's script and my script.
0: That's why. What- so, at the official crash site, uh, which, so I'll say now, the uh, Mustang kind of pancaked onto the mm-hmm. grounds. It fell belly first. Mm-hmm. Just It just, like, dropped? Yeah, just right on there. Huh. At the crash site, decorated war hero Thomas Shiny Mantell was found decapitated. Mm. Was the head recovered? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. <laughs> One witness in Franklin reported, As the fire alarms were sounding to address the crash, they saw a bright object for a few seconds above the crash site, an object that appeared to be the size of, quote, the full moon yeah. in the sky. Thomas Mantel was officially pronounced dead at 3.18 p.m. This is the time that his watch had stopped. Okay. This is, well, So it stopped at but 3.18. But what time did they find the... 3.30 was when the residents of Franklin saw the plane crashing. Yeah. His watch stopped at 3.18. Yeah. This is important for skeptics. Because if you're if you know anything about some UFO cases, um, things like the um, the Hill, you know, you know the Hills, you know, yeah, the Weekend song, yeah, no, oh, mm-hmm. Barney, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Betty and Barney Hill stuff, yes. but I'm more just they, their watches stopped when they made contact with the UFO. Yeah, that was the Stanford deductions had a stopped watch when they made contact with the UFO. So,
1: and we're talking old timey. They're not wind up, but they're still mechanical watches. Is a pocket the watch? He had. Yeah, so it's fucking with the court because yeah, that's so why I, I was like I, I zoned out because I was trying to think. I was like, I don't want this work back then? <laughs> Betty and Barney were on the. You guys done a podcast about them, right? No, we have not done that. They're too
0: big. Well, no. who did y'all done the? We did the Stanford, Kentucky abductions. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. The three women. Mm-hmm. Um, that were in the Casey it like, County. Actually. It was like our what? third episode that no one's yeah. listened to. Go back oh. and listen to it, guys. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's our only other UFO story. It
1: Was the ham? Isaac <laughs> will still get mad about this, but it was the ham. The ham
0: from the Red Rooster. <laughs> was it the Red Rooster? I don't, that don't know. Of the place you know where it's like at. <laughs> the the ham at the cafe had nothing to do with anything. Hmm. Anyways, no one can say that they had ham. But anyways. Thomas Mantell was officially pronounced dead at 3.18pm January 7th, 1948 in Franklin, Kentucky a place that Tommy Mantell was only known to be at twice in his life mm. his birth and his death mm. wow synchronicity weird coincidence or fate or just poor American healthcare systems
1: and that's was available at the time
0: how mm. dare you <laughs> the Mantell UFO incident has left a long-lasting legacy in its wake, mm-hmm. and for good reason. One can only imagine the attention that the headline, American War hero found dead during pursuit of UFO, had on the country in 1948. Mm-hmm. The population at large went from seeing UFO talk as idle silliness to something more serious and sinister now. Despite being considered an officially closed case... Questions have only surmounted over the decades. And it is with these questions and the proposed explanations as to what exactly happened to Captain Shiny that we will continue on in part two of the Mantel UFO incident. Ta-da! I have been really happy to do the UFO. This has been... I really am. I've really been wanting one for a while. <coughs> I've been really happy to do this. And we've got some... Um, some some explanations, and I've got dude, some, some follow ups on some that of this you stuff. Guys
1: will never even. Um, and I want to
0: yes, I want to hear your all's theories. Okay, that's an important piece of this.
1: I got one that nobody's came up with. Yeah, I got it brewing up in here, dude. Only, only,
0: only God this, knows.
1: Only, only Lord knows.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, go check us out on Instagram. Send us an email if you've had an encounter with the UFO, or if
1: you know anything know about this.
0: Yeah, if you know, Tom, if you, you were dead. that little boy. Yeah, if you are William Hamilton, send me an email
1: to r u m o r s c o n f a b at gmail
0: There it is.
1: How old is he? How old is he? <laughs> if he's still alive, how old is this guy? I don't need. We need to, We need to talk to him.
0: He's dead. No. But so it's 19. He's six, six in years. 1948. So he's oh, born we're talking in 1942. About the child. I thought we talking about. I was like, he's, he's just born just in 1942. No, okay. We're going to dig up the corpse of Shiny. Born in 1942. Okay. So what is it? 1942. He's 80? Oh. So, uh, Basically, yeah. yeah. So we could go talk to him, probably, if he's still alive. Let's go check him out. Anyways, <laughs> have a great evening, everybody. Um, if you see a UFO, don't chase it too far into the sky. I remember that. <laughs> Love you all. (laughs)